I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Craig. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 99 of the Majors Mess Hall podcast. We are almost at 100, this is incredible. Uh, on the line with me, we have uh, two of our hosts. We've got uh, Todd Walters and Craig McAllen. How's it going, guys? Good, how you doing? Not bad. Uh, Scott is, isn't with us um, because he's gone to see uh, Paulie Shaw uh, for, I think it's the fourth, maybe the fifth time um, he's been to see him live. Basically, Scott helps out at, at some of the shows for uh, Mad Hatters is the name of the, the company. They put on these shows, and Scott goes and helps out. I mean, I say helps out, but um, he's actually managed to uh, f- work himself into the uh, the system, and uh, he's got himself a job now, so he gets paid to do it, which is fantastic for Scott. Um, and that is where Scott is tonight, so he uh, unfortunately couldn't be with us. Well... Feels like he's, he doesn't give a shit. What the podcast now? It's like <laughs> feels like he's more interested in doing these things now. That's why he's never around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just, maybe just sack him right now. Just, just, <laughs> well, he's getting to rub elbows with celebrities. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, Paulie Shaw is not that, that much of a celebrity, is he? Well, see, okay, so it's it's a little bit of a sore subject for me and me and Scott and well just very briefly talk about it and the reason for that is because uh, he goes and helps out at these shows and and there's been there's been quite a long list of celebrities now that Scott's gone and got to as Todd says brush shoulders with and we as a podcast have not got anything back from it um, and I mean it's just frustrating because you've had some really good acts on like uh, Dustin Diamond, Randy from Trailer Park Boys, Creed from The Office, Uncle Cy from Duck Dynasty, Tom Arnold, Donny Baker, Haywood Banks, like there's loads, you know, and it would have been great to have got something from some of these acts, which we were actually told that, you know, so somebody told Scott that, you know, that we were going to be able to, you know, interview these acts and, you know, we, that we'd have first dibs essentially. So we were really excited originally and it just never happened. And uh, I mean, Scott, you know, he goes and he gets his selfies with them and stuff and that's great. But, you know, the actual, for the podcast itself, it's, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just unfortunate, but uh, that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, Scott tells us that he does all all that he can to try and uh, you know get stuff, and we, we just unfortunately we haven't. So uh, so it does get a little bit frustrating. But having said that, he did message me last night to give me some contact details for Paulie Shaw. So maybe we can work something out and get him on the pod. I mean, according to Scott, Paulie gave him these details. So you know the uh, whether he's given them to, to basically get rid of the fucking strange guy with the beard, or whether he's just given them because he legit <laughs> wants to come on the show. I don't know. So we'll find out. But yeah, it's just, it can be a sore subject. And the only reason why is because if it was me, I would I would go out of my way to make sure that I got um, these acts on the podcast or at least got an answer. I mean, quite often there's no answer. And Scott knows the, the people that run these shows. So he tells me that he, he tries and I have to take his word for that. So, um, and obviously Craig's obviously very frustrated um, because Scott, has missed quite a few shows due to uh, 
going to these these Mad Hatter events, if you like. So. Oh, we carry on. Fucking sack him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's where Scott is. He's at one. He's at the show. So we're going to send an email out see if we can get him on. That'd be fantastic. Um, Scott will hundred percent be with us for episode 100 we obviously wouldn't do that without him there so just to let any Scott fans know uh, Scott will be I'd on I'd like us to do without him being there you, me, Todd Dick, Bertie, Wes or you know, have everyone in there except that tit fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell oh, you can't do that man <laughs> I would <laughs> but he's your mate though isn't he of course he is. Well, fucking hell, why fucking say all that shit then? <laughs> it's what you say Go about your mates. <laughs> well, hey, you're, you're the harshest critic on your buddies and the people you love. That's the way it goes. And to be fair, he's very easy to wind up, and it's also very entertaining and addictive. I get addicted to winding him <laughs> up, which, you know, I can't help it, but it's his reactions, man. He's so funny. Yeah, it is, it is fun to poke the bear sometimes. Right, so anyway, we've got a jam-packed show ready for you. We have a pre-recorded interview with two female rock icons and they've joined forces together. First of all, I'm going to announce who it is. We've got Sherry Curry and Brie Darling. Now, Sherry Curry, she was the lead singer of The Runaways, which was one of the first all-female rock bands. Um, I think one of their most famous songs is Cherry Bomb. So, if you, Have you heard of that one, Craig? It's on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack and therefore it's it's it was used in the film as well. So it's a pretty popular song. And uh, anyway, there's, there's a movie based on them. Uh, Dakota Fanning plays here in the movie. Um, I can't remember when the movie came out, but it's called The Runaways. And, uh, of course, she was in The Runaways with Joan Jett. And uh, what was the other one called, Todd? Lita? Lita Ford. Lita Ford as well. So, um, you know. Do, do you know who Joan Jett is, Craig? No. Fucking hell, mate. Fucking hell. I love rock and roll. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. And she did a remake of Tommy James' uh, Crimson and Clover. And she's done a lot of great songs. Anything, Craig? No. Do you remember when Britney Spears done that one? I love rock and roll. Yeah. What? Was, uh, yes. Fucking hell. You know her version? Fucking hell. Well, so said I know the original. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, anyway, and so Lita Ford, her, her big songs were uh, Kiss Me Deadly and, uh, of course, she did the duet with Ozzy, Close My Eyes Forever. So. Yeah, and, of course, you'd know that because you're a big Ozzy fan slash Black, Black Sabbath. Fan. And I saw Lita Ford in concert uh, just a couple of years ago. She was out on tour with Poison and Def Leppard. Oh, so cool. I got to see her. That's awesome. So that was a, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Well, anyway, I mean, like, Cherie Corey is amazing. I mean, if you look up some of her music as well, and, like, she's actually a chainsaw artist as well. So, like, she she makes amazing sculptures out of just the use of a chainsaw. It's actually amazing. Um, anyway, and the other person is Brie Darling, and she was the drummer slash uh, singer of the band Fanny, if you remember those uh, those guys. I don't know if you remember those guys, Todd. They were the first all-female rock band. Fanny, I do not... It's actually weird saying that name because Fanny in the UK is what women have essentially. So that oh, so hoo ha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, which, <laughs> which is it's it's a crazy name, but like I mean that that's the, that's the name of the the band was, and they were they were huge back in the seventies. I mean, like I say, these both of the, these women have come from bands that um, you know they, they were the first of their kind, and to go up against all mainly male musicians, I mean, and to be successful at it as well. 
it's just incredible especially if you watch that movie the runaways it just opens your eyes to how tough it would have been for you know young girls and they were only kids they were only like 15 at the time um, but there's not a whole lot of, if you think of like all female bands only a handful come to mind like vixen the bangles uh kitty i mean i don't think of a whole lot of like all female bands yeah exactly and these were like i mean these these girls these were innovators back in the day like doing it when nobody else was even thinking about it yeah like they really were amazing and uh anyway they've joined forces to uh create this album uh called the motivator which is out on the the 2nd of august and it's actually incredible and uh, we've we've downloaded we've listened to the to the album and it's it's seriously such a good album it's nine classic cover songs from artists such as T-Rex, the Rolling Stones, Stevie Wonder, and John Lennon, and there's there's a bunch more as well, and then plus three original songs as well. But uh, th- this this album is is seriously amazing. So like when it comes out, I, I I urge everybody to to go and check it out. And you can pre-order it now actually, and um, they they've released a few songs from it actually for you to go and listen to. Um, one of them is the the Motivator originally by T-Rex. So if you type that in on YouTube, you'll be able to see the music video for it. And uh, I mean, they both look incredible. Like um, Brie is almost seventy, and uh, and Cherie is uh, almost sixty, and they they look absolutely amazing for their age. And I genuinely mean that. Like they look incredible. Uh, but definitely check that album out. Anyway, we're going to go forward now to listen to this interview with them. Um, me and Scott were very lucky to sit down with the ladies and have a chat about the new album and about music in general. And uh, absolutely incredible. So check out our interview now with Cherie Curry and Brie Darling. Talking with us right now is uh, two amazing singers, both from two amazing bands. We have Cherie Curry, who was in, man, was it like the first all-girl band? Like Actually, second all-girl band, uh, Brie, was in the first all-girl band. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, okay, the Runaways. <laughs> and, and, and Brie was in... Fanny, and right. right, and right. You know, I've been listening to a lot of the music and all that over the last uh, couple weeks, and man, I really still love it. You know, and uh, we we thank you for joining us here. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, and, it's our pleasure. And now you guys are both collaborating, and you came out with a new album. Well, it comes out in August. It's uh, the motivator. Isn't that cool? I, you know what? I'm the one that keeps tweeting you guys, saying that, you know, and retweeting you guys and, and saying how amazing it is. And honestly, that song, I've played it out so much already, listening to it on YouTube, and and uh, it's got such a catchy beat to it. And Yeah, I know. We think so, too. I mean, when, after we recorded the whole album, we listened to that one, and we said, we've got to put this one out. Because we just loved it. It's just so much fun, and it's yeah, it's got this sexy feel to it. We 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 just love that song. We love it. And we've got to give major kudos to Dave Darling, who is a Bree's husband, who is a six-time Grammy-nominated producer. Uh, he just really poured his his musical genius into this record. Because <clears throat> you know, taking songs that have been done before, and a lot of people 
you know, don't believe that, that some of these songs should ever be re-recorded unless, of course, we add something special. And, and Dave really did an amazing track. Uh, honest to God, amazing. So we are just blessed all the way around with this record. Yeah, well, you guys you guys have totally made the, the album your own as well. I mean, like, it, it's very common for artists to do um, other versions of other artists' songs. And quite often they do sound the same. It's just a different voice. But th- these are, like, complete, almost re- reworkings of these songs, like... Honestly, you guys have done an amazing job, especially with that Stevie Wonder one. Like, you, if you listen to the Stevie Wonder one and then listen to your guys' version of that song, they don't sound like at all. They're both like, it's like a completely standalone track. Yeah, we really didn't want to do them like a copy of, of the originals. We really wanted to, if we were going to do it, we wanted to to put our own spin on it. And we had to figure out what our own spin was in the process. And that's where Dave really helped us out. But um, we're really thrilled with how they don't sound like the originals. And and part of the reason is, is these are women's voices over, you know, those are mostly male parts. And and I think that really helps a lot. But then, I mean, a lot of the beats are different. A lot of the instrumentation is more modernized. So all that put together and and just kind of a different attitude, I think, is, you know, the, the the intention of the song and the lyric is still there, just with a different take. And, and we're, we're really pleased about it. And then that we got to do our own individual thing on top of it as well is just, I mean, it's like in a perfect world, you know, we're, we're just thrilled. There's actually one song that you guys cover on the album, and uh, Cherie, you sing lead on it. It's, um, it's a cover of the Hollies, uh, He Ain't Heavy, which is just an absolutely amazing song. And you sing it with so much soul. Like, it's just uh, definitely one of my favorites on the album. I appreciate that. Uh, this was a song that my twin sister 10 years ago, I'd, I'd covered uh, um, Air That I Breathe by the Hollies uh, for another record. And my sister was uh, said 10 years ago, you should do He Ain't Heavy. So I threw that into the hat. But the thing was, is that uh, once we recorded, that actually is a scratch vocal on there. Um, It was basically a test, a key test. But it was the first time I'd sang the song. But yet I heard something in my head, and of course, Bree and I had been working. The Motivator was actually the first song that we recorded where I insisted, without Bree in the room, that, that we do a duet on this song, which Dave had already made up his mind that I was going to sing lead. And I said, no, we really need her voice coming in on the second, but we need to share this song. And, and Bree had done an amazing scratch rock vocal on it. Uh, and so we just stole that, that and threw it in. And then he agreed. He went, my God, this is great. And then that started the whole ball rolling for us to make this more of a duet album, which is what I saw that, but with He Ain't Heavy, I heard these, these lyrics and I heard Bree's voice singing uh, about our homeless vets. And to be able to put a, 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 a spin on it that is so, so real today with all of the homeless vets that we have. And, uh, and I recorded it on my iPhone and sent it to them and, uh, with the lyrics. And, and, and Bree loved it and Dave loved it. And, and it turned out... It turned out just the way I heard it in my head, which is just fantastic. So thank you very much for that. Uh, the song makes me cry. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, re- it's a really you, special you song. You know what? I, it, it hits home. I'm a vet, you know, and, and it, it just, it's a, uh, yeah, I really like it. I mean, every song you guys picked on this album, I mean, you cover a lot of great singers from, like Gavin said, Stevie Wonder, The Hollies, T-Rex, uh, man, and then you guys got three originals also on here, and those are all great. Thank you. Off the top of my head, I, I can't think of like the names. I apologize. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you the name of one, uh, and this is a song that Bree wrote called "Too Bruised." That's it's such and a great song. I'll never forget the moment I heard it because I was sitting in her living room and she was on the computer, and I was just looking down, listening, and I looked up and she was actually singing it live for me, and I literally. I, I kind of fell back. I, I, I went, oh, my God. I, I mean, I, I freaked out because to me it was it's a perfect thing. It's it is. One of those it's an amazing song. Songs I've heard. Yeah, in decades. And um, I actually called my son on the way home. And I said, I've just heard the most perfect song. And he listened to it. And my son, Jake Hayes, he's a really great musician and singer himself. And, and he said, Mom, you're right. You know, it's like, what? Well, that's really fantastic i mean it's just got a great hook the lyrics are outstanding brie sings it from the heart because it's something that she wrote from experience and it just it slays me the song slays me it's to me it's a it's a single for sure just out outstanding well that was going to be i was actually going to ask you guys to play well i was going to plead with you guys to release that one as a single because it's it's very modern sounding as well i really love that song it's my favorite song on the album well, it's it's going to be a crossover song as well because you know any kind of you know any genre of music this is this is going to uh, resonate with any kind of music today and and it will happen it will happen after after the album comes out our next single is Do It Again by the Kinks and the next single that's going to be released I'm pushing for for Too Bruised for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you guys, and I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I feel really lucky to be, you know, lucky and honored to just be talking to you two. I mean, with the with the whole rock history, you know, you guys are like the queens of rock, definitely. <laughs> it, you know, we're 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 really having such a great time working together. Um, this is my favorite thing I think I've ever done. You know, we just, we, we, we really see eye to eye and we bring, we both bring a lot to the table and we have total respect for each other's, you know, background and, and opinions and, and, and the, and the gifts that we both bring to this project. And it's just such an, it's such a great feeling to work with somebody that you have such a camaraderie with, you know, it's like, we're not just, um, you know, doing the project together we're, we're really good friends and we love you know it's just a it's it's a blessing man you know that's all i can say it's uh, it's it's icing on the cake man after all this time in the business i'm so happy to be working with sheree it's it's just great well I'll, I'll tell you scott and gavin honest to god i was i was selling my house i was out of here in fact when i met brie I was brought in as a background singer for their fantastic album, Fanny Walks the Earth, which is Dave produced, and and this is uh, Bree did most of the songwriting on that and the singing, and I was just absolutely taken by her voice. And, of course, 
uh, when I met her, I had to tell her so because so rarely do women share their true feelings when it comes to another woman's talent. I don't know if it's fear or what, but the thing is, is I just had to tell her. I thought she was just absolutely phenomenal. And I stepped out a little bit on the song. I don't know how I caught their eye, uh, but I went in and did another session privately with them. And, and that's when a little bit of talk that we might work together. But I was putting my house up for sale, and I was buying land, and I was going to build a couple cabins and be a chainsaw carver and forget the music business. And there was really nobody, period, that ever could have brought me back to this business but her. No one. Uh, I had just had enough. And now, I can't tell you, I've never been so excited about something in as long as I can remember, not even being in the runaways. Was I as excited about a project as I am about Brie and I and our, our touring and our stage show? And to be able to be with someone that not only do I respect, but I trust. And I have no fear of being railroaded or hurt or which just seems to happen in this business far too often with women. And, with um, anybody. Yeah, it, with anybody, but, but, may, but I've only really dealt with women, so, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but, but true, with anybody. I'm sure it happens in bands all the time or partnerships. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but, uh, but there is no fear. There's only just excitement, and, and I'm thrilled to get on the road again. I never wanted to go on the road again, never. But I mean, We're so excited about going out. We have some great plans, and it's just exciting to even think about them. When we start talking about them, it's, you can't shut us up. We just get so on a roll about all the things that we want to do and, and different things that nobody's ever seen before. It's going to be so fun. But what a lovely feeling, though, to, to be in the position that you're in now and to love what you're doing so much. I mean, that's, that, that shows in your work as well, but, I mean, how lovely is that to just you know you're so content in what you're doing there's no like oh we've got to promote this now we've got to do this now and like you know you're not just doing it for the money you guys are doing it because you wanted to do it and i mean that's just an amazing oh, I feeling can't wait are you guys going to be touring this this album then as well of course yeah absolutely we we just signing with tko great agency and we had a meeting with them the other night discussing how to move forward um and to get a tour happening so that's all in the works and just you know and thank you for the compliments we so appreciate it we honestly do and uh we are looking forward to just doing some great work on stage together and just have a blast i mean i smile every time i think about brie you know i smile <laughs> I, I mean you won't be able to get the smile off my face when we're on stage together because it's just we've worked so hard for this all our lives not just how hard we worked on the record and it by the way it was the easiest record i've ever done in my career uh it was just pure joy and fun and uh but you know um we've worked all our lives for this for this you, experience you yeah know, i feel like that too everything we've done to get everything we've done individually you know good and bad has gotten us to this point today and so like when we're like talking on the phone or when we're together, we go, here we are. This was meant to be. And it really does feel that way. When you watch the video, The Motivator, it, it looks like, you know, it shows a lot of behind the scenes things, you know, like uh, like photo shoots. And it, it just looks like you two have so much fun. And it, it's like, 
you know, a lot of videos come off as fake and all that, you know, with like the personalities. But honestly, it made me want to jump in the video and just have a laugh with you two. <laughs> yeah, that yes. was definitely behind the scenes stuff. Nothing was acted out. That was like our goofy selves having fun and just being us. And that's the way it should be, right? I mean, just I think so. I liked it. You know so, what? We've done it every other way, and it wasn't fun. And, oh yeah, uh, nobody yeah. likes those cozy, unfun. I don't. I'd rather just do. You know, I'm not good when I try to do something that's scripted or acted out. I'm I'm just so uncomfortable. I'd rather just do what I do and somebody catch me on the fly, you know, because. <laughs> well, yeah. it's not work. It's not work for Bree and I when we when we do stuff together. It's not work. And that's incredible. I mean, it's not drudgery and, oh, got to do this. It's like, woohoo, let's do it. <laughs> it's just great, you know, and I know people might think that it's just, impossible because i would have i would have several months back no doubt but uh you know that's what i look forward to about our live show is and this is my favorite part about about performing music is live because there's no red button where you stop you can't stop the show and i love it when people mess up uh screw up forget a lyric i don't care man i love it when you see that human being up there doing what they do and just go forward and and just, you know, rise above it. I love all that stuff. And I do better when I'm under the pressure of having to rise to the occasion. I uh, love that. Ian, hopefully, uh, hopefully Chicago's on the list of your tour there. Because, man, I, honestly, I wanted to see you guys. I, I love this album. And it, I, I, haven't... I imagine it will be. we got to go to Chicago, right, Cherie? Oh, we're, def- we're definitely going to Chicago. Definitely. Yeah. I think you should push. I think you should push the boat out and come to Nova Scotia, Canada, though, because that's where I am, and I'd love to see you guys. So, just ju- even just for me, just come over and do a gig for me, and then. Oh, we're just going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, wait. If it's not for you alone, yeah. If it's not on the schedule, we're just going to take a little side trip and go see you and and perform for you. Perfect. I'll book the venue. <laughs> see, Gavin. Gavin and I. We we know where you get you ladies are coming from with uh, you know just flying off the cuff and all that because like this podcast we don't script anything we just go with it you know and and write each other's vibes and I haven't listened to a whole album in a long time you know because I always you get one album and you always have that like one song that you like or two songs and then kind of blow the off the filler? rest but yeah this uh, yes but this album. I've listened to the whole thing, you know, a few times, and I really like it. I love and, and to hear that. People Thank need you to go. So much. People need to go and get this album and and just have fun with it and sing along. And that's another thing you could sing along with every single song on this album. Well, you know it's... what? And you know, Bree, Bree is just an extraordinary singer, and she's just got this soulful passion and ability you know, in her voice, I, I think what I've missed over the last 20 years with the kind of music that's out today, when you deal with the voice, you deal with American Idol. I mean, you know, I think that those shows have kind of destroyed not only many pe- young people's dreams, uh, because they're almost some of these voices are just unreachable. I mean, unless you're a prodigy. And the thing is, is what I think why the Runaways and why I think Fanny 
you know, but did did well is because they're songs that people can sing to. They don't they don't feel intimidated that they can't do it. And I think that that's what we lost in music the last 20 years, 20 plus years, is that, uh, you know, yes, it's okay to do TV shows about people's extraordinary abilities. You know, Ripley's Believe It or Not, I'd rather watch that than The Voice. Uh, but, yes. you know, <laughs> I, I think that kids need to, because look, Bob Dylan never would have been accepted into or, or, or got through the first the audition of American Idol or The Voice. I, it, it just wouldn't have happened. And even Mick Jagger, they probably would have said, no, thank you very much. It destroys people's dreams. They say, oh, well, if this is what, what is acceptable today, then I don't have a chance. And you know what? As soon as you say that to yourself, it's it's over. So the thing is, is to be able to have a record that, that people can sing to. And, they can, and you know what? Brie sings beautifully and perfectly, and she steps out wonderfully. Uh, people can still do that. People can aspire to be a Brie Darling. You know, they can aspire to be Cherie Curry. They, because the thing is, is that, you know, we're not like Mariah Carey. <laughs> God, give me a break, you know, please, I'm getting a headache here. But uh, I, I I'm not putting down their ability. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't developed any or, or learned any, um, you know, vocal chops that didn't come out of my own self. You know, I haven't figured those out. I just do what I do, and, and hopefully that's, you know, good enough. And, 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 you know, it's just not my, it has never been my thing. And I don't, I, I don't know if I'm capable of doing that. I've, I've never, you know, tried it. Well, it wouldn't be you. I mean, that's no. the thing. Bree and I are our authentic selves all these years later, what you see is what you get, and we're going to give you the best of ourselves, of our souls, of our, of our talent, of our happiness to be here, of our happiness to perform for people. Because you know what, especially when you get to a particular age, people give up. They don't see, and, and, and I think the beauty about this project with Bree is that it's going to give people hope. People that think they're done, like I thought I was done when I was going to go build those cabins somewhere and be finished. And I'm not done. And I get to work with the greatest human being and one of the most talented women I've ever met in my lifetime. And I'm far from done now. But you know what? A year ago, I was done. So it's just, it's hope. We want to give hope to people that it ain't over. And you know, I, I just wanted to say, too, um, you know, about, uh, we were talking about the styles that people sing and, and singing just from your heart. I think the reason that you guys heard that wonderful soulfulness in Cherie's vocal on He Ain't Heavy is because she's not aiming for vocal tricks. She's not aiming for anything. She's just singing from her heart. And you get that, you get that authenticity. And, and, and for me, I've heard the song a bunch of times, and I get to the end of it, I just want to cry because I hear her intention in her vocal performance, because she's just singing from her heart. And for me, that's what it's all about. I want to hear the storyteller tell an honest story. That's all I care about. 100%. For me, that's listening to, to music, and, and that's what I get from her, and there's nothing better. Well, I, I, well I, said, Bree. well said. I was in a band years ago, because I'm a singer as well, and um, it was like a vocal group, so we all would sing. And we were only kids, and there was a couple of times where we 
for about a year straight, we were just, me and the, the other lead singer, we were trying to be something that we weren't. We were trying to sing, like, you know, like you say, Mariah Carey and doing all that clever stuff. And it, it, we just failed so badly. We couldn't see it at the time. It's only now in hindsight, looking back, we just, we weren't singing with our hearts and we weren't being the best we could be. You know, and that's once you focus on doing that, you, you just, you give the best performance you can give. And you guys have done that on this oh, record. Yeah, look at the, yes, absolutely, Gavin. Look at the Beatles. You know, those guys, good singers, really good singers. So interesting, so real, so true to the message. And the thing is, you could sing those songs. Everyone could sing those songs. And you know what? Spectacular. And if, when you're true to yourself, which, by the way, takes time. Gavin, as you know, it took you time to figure out that, hey, you know what? I'm great just the way I am. Oh, and I don't need to aspire to be these singers that, you, that, that, that are prodigies, by the way. I mean, that's not a normal thing that for, for, for people to be able to do. This is something that is a God-given gift. Good. Thrilled yeah. for them. But it changed the music business. It really did. Yeah. And, uh, not for the better, in my opinion, at all. No, because everyone's trying to yeah, everyone's trying to copy everyone, and it doesn't it doesn't work. Like you say, it doesn't work for everyone. Then they bring in auto tune, and the game changes completely. Right. Then. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That 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 type of because there's all sorts of different styles of singing. There's nothing wrong with it, but if you feel like you have to compete with that or become that, that's when it becomes. Yeah, there's a problem with it. That's the nail That's on the head. Yeah, that's when their dreams yeah. die. That's when the dream dies. You're absolutely right, Bree. That's when the dream dies. And you, how many, how many, uh, you know, uh, Bob Dylan's or Cat Stevens or Mick Jaggers or whoever that you know you really can't look at them as great singers, good singers, but not great. Uh, how many of those incredible talents have we lost? due to people thinking that that is the only way to be successful these days. And, and that's, that's, that was my main point, is that you have to be yourself, because when you're authentic, people know it. When you're trying to fake it, people know it. People, I mean, it's like everybody's got that radar. They know when you're pulling their leg or trying to be someone you're not. It's like expecting an expressionist painter to paint a realistic painting. There are two different mm -hmm. styles. And you can't expect one type of art to be like the other. And we all have our taste of what we like, you know, uh, I, and I would prefer one more than the other. And everybody is entitled to, to what they like, but just don't be fooled into thinking that your type of art has to be something else. Because the, mm -hmm. I think the most important thing is to remain who you are and express yourself through your art form, your singing style, your musical style. Your individuality. Yeah. Because there's only one of you. There's yeah, only one right. of you, Gavin, only one of you, Scott, one of you, Bree, one of me. There's yep. only one. And the thing is, is we owe it to her. We all were born with talents, talents that are very unique. And the thing is, is, you know, you stand up and you're, you have to, uh, you know, believe in yourself, believe that this talent that you have, there's a purpose for that. And so, um, yeah, well, neat. Unfortunately, we're given the red light here that we got to wrap it. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I was I, having I, so I, much I, fun talking to you guys. To you guys. Yeah, we could, we could have spoke for another hour. This, this has been incredible. 
maybe when you come on tour to Chicago or side trip to Nova Scotia, we can maybe sit down and talk uh, over over uh, a beer or whatever, and and just I don't know. Yeah, can we stop by and hang out with you? Yeah, <laughs> man, I can't say no to hey, that. You know that 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 Gavin Scott, that's a date, and we are going to come out. We're, we're, we'll you will meet, and uh, we would absolutely love that. Wonderful. So, do you guys have a release date for this album? Do we have a release date yet? August third, yes, I think. August second. August second. August second. Excellent. Can, can pre-order the record uh, now if they care to. Uh, but yes, it comes out August second. Fantastic. And thank you for the support, you guys. Thank yeah. you for loving the record. Thank you for for talking with Bree and I. And you're you're both just amazing guys. It's Thank so you very nice. much. Isn't you know, oh, you, you know the, the first thing I noticed when I found out you guys were working together was your names, actually. Like, I'm from the UK, and typically, like, people will have a lovely glass of sherry with a nice slice of brie, and that's legit. Oh, there you go. Like, how, how, how well? Cause you couldn't, get, you couldn't gel any better together. Even your names gel correctly. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so, sherry. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. We will speak again. We will meet, and uh, we... We appreciate this so much. Yeah. Thanks Thank so much, you. ladies. You. You're both wonderful. Thank you very All much. So there was our interview there with uh, Cherie Corey and Bree Darling, uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, the album is out on the second of August, and it's called The Motivator. And uh, it's just like I say, they've done songs like we just you just heard in the interview. There is talking. Uh, they've done songs, cover songs, but they've remade them and made them their own completely. Like they don't sound like the originals. Like you know, a lot of acts will do covers, but these girls have done it and they've put their own stamp on it, which is just absolutely amazing. Uh, so check it out, second of August, and you can pre-order now. Right, so, moving on with the rest of our shite that we've got. We do have a story time with Craig, so I think we should probably get that one done now. Story time with Craig. So, Craig, when you're ready, please tell us what the story is and uh, fire away. The gingerbread man. Right, okay, we all know the classic tale of this gingerbread man, little little biscuit man that comes to life. Go on. Maybe if you're on first. Fucking hell, if this is how it starts. Fascinating. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a little old man and a little old woman and their pet dog. After eating supper one night, the little old lady decided to bake a gingerbread man as an evening snake. Snake? Snack. It says here. Snack. Oh, snack. We have an evening snake. <laughs> well, I guess on your wedding night. <laughs> Go on, Craig. Well, she went into the kitchen and got out her tools. She took a large knob of butter and coated a long wooden rolling pin with it. Sick. 
So much easier to use this way, she said. <laughs> Go on. She also took out a large bowl, some medium-sized spoons, and a labia-shaped cookie cutter. <laughs> what is a labia? It's a part of a woman's vagina. <laughs> once, I am the ginger oh. cunt man. Go on. <laughs> once she had cut out the gingerbread man, she placed on two... On two blue drops of icing for her eyes, some white icing for the buttons, and she even gave him a cherry. <laughs> <laughs> the baking him, she opened the door of the oven. All of a sudden, the gingerbread man leaped out over her head and began to run away. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man, he yelled. The old woman ran out into the living room to find the old man legs akimbo with a towel over his lap hiding the dog's head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Stop playing with that dog and help me chase the gingerbread man. Right, Craig, it sounds like you're going to drop off, mate, so... Shut yourself up. Wake yourself up. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to get the gist of the fuck is going on. All right, go on. So, right, so the, the, the gist of it is she's telling him to get up and run after the gingerbread man with her. So carry on. Yeah. <laughs> the old man jumped up and he and the dog joined in the chase. The gingerbread man jumped over the fence and ran across the field. He came to a big fat pig who was also decided to chase him. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me in the gingerbread man. Then he came across a horse who also started to run after him. Next he ran into a large cow with milking udders. He ran past the cow, but the cow started to shoot milk at him from her udders. Milk goes good with cookies, she shouted. Oh no, if it gets too wet, I'll no longer be hard and I'll go floppy, said the gingerbread man. <laughs> he, carried on, he carried on running, but he was beginning to lose his stamina. <laughs> was still firing milk all over him and he could no longer run. He stopped in the middle of a road and sat in a mushy pile, wondering who would eat him first. He could see the old woman and old man and the cow, dog, horse and pig all running towards him. But all of a sudden, the sly old fox named Cornelius appeared. <laughs> Do you mean Cornelius? And starts to gobble him up. The end. <laughs> Story time with Craig. Shite. <laughs> oh god, that's a good one. Love how when I first did this, it was just all not, just normal. Now it's all fucking terrible. <laughs> that's perfectly normal. That's the way I remember it in second grade. <laughs> Connie Lingus. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck was the old man doing with that dog? Feeding him peanut butter, apparently. 
Oh, I'll Christ. be up in a gif. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! A lavia shaped cocking, uh, cutting thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. We're going to take some questions from our listeners. We did ask if there was any questions that they had, and they indeed did have a few. So we're going to go now and have a little look at what we've got. Okay, so first question is from Amy Walker, and she wants to know, how did you all meet? So <clears throat> do you want me to explain, Craig, or do you want to explain? Oh, you. Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You've done enough talking now, have you? Yeah, done okay. my bit. Right, okay, so <laughs> I met, uh, first originally met Craig when we were in school. Um, how old were we, Craig? What about? Probably about no. six, I would say. Five, what? five or six, we were. Because yeah, you, well, you're about four when you go to, you know, primary school, like nursery school. So I'd say between five and six. So under we ten. What? Under ten years old. Well, I, like I say, five or six. Yeah, <laughs> that's more precise. So anyway, so that's when we knew each other. Didn't really speak to each other. Um, I thought he was a bit odd because he used to he used to run around the playground with our other friend called David, and he used to just go "oi" for no reason at all. <laughs> so everybody in the school thought he were odd for that reason. But uh, I remember that uh, the only interaction they had that I can remember in that school was um, I I don't I, I was also strange because I would uh, cr- I once created a, a large pile of rocks or sorry, rocks they were stones little stones created a nice little pile of these stones in a corner somewhere in the playground, and that's, that was what I was doing. I was collecting them like a squirrel collects nuts. I was making this pile, and then I seen he was kicking me pile down. He was ruining it, and I wasn't happy with that, so I pushed him, and I said, don't wreck me pile, and he pushed me back. And I think I pushed him again, and we just looked at each other and then turned away and just walked off. So it was like... <laughs> The biggest anticlimax since Craig's story time. Um, so, so we just basically ended up walking away and then that was it. Didn't speak again for another few years when we went to high school. And I started talking to him then because him and our other friend David again, um, we'd all be walking home for lunch. <clears throat> and uh, they used to make fun of my banana shoes because I had large f- shoes for school. So they'd make fun <laughs> of me having big feet. So essentially Craig started picking on me. I've since got my own back, if you didn't realise, by picking back on him. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of how we got talking. And then before you know it, we were just best mates. So that's how I got to know Craig. Uh, we've been through a, a lot since then. Uh, Travelled around quite a bit with him through America and Canada. And uh, we met Scott and Todd roughly around the same time in about 2013. Obviously got talking to Scott first. <clears throat> And that was all through the Trailer Park Boys, the Canadian TV show, which we talk about a lot. And uh, our first interactions with Todd are actually recorded on a very early episode. I want to say it's like episode 14 or something, and Todd comes on as a guest. And uh, we have a chat with him. <clears throat> and that was our very first, mine and Craig's very first chat with Todd. Um, so you can actually listen to that if any of you give a fuck. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> so, uh, so Todd, how did you first get to know uh, Scott? Was it around the same time? Yeah. Um, it was one of those things. We all became founding fuckers of Swearnet. And um, 
What was the act that we all started to know Scott? Oh, that was uh, that was Keek, but uh, Todd wasn't on that. Yeah, I uh, I got to know him because I actually did one of the uh, uh, calls from the the boys called and did a uh, Skype call, <clears throat> and he saw that and he heard that I'd been involved in pro wrestling and stuff and figured out that we had a lot in common. So he messaged me and said, "Hey, this is you know Scott Powered, blah blah," and I chatted with him that way and we started talking. And that's how we basically just started uh, getting to know each other because we had a lot in common and a lot of similar interests. So we kind of just um, started chatting that way and then kept in touch. Yeah, and then, he, of course, he mentioned that he was doing a podcast and then that's how you ended up meeting me and Craig. Yeah, he, he said that you guys were looking for people to interview and, and to fill in some space because you guys, it was early on and you were having trouble finding people and, and you were interviewing anybody that, you know, for any reason, didn't didn't have to be famous and wanted to know if I would come on and just <clears throat> basically shoot the shit with you guys. And I said, sure. So I came on and gave like a 10-minute interview. And then uh, here we are. Yeah. Crazy how time flies and how things all work out. Yeah, that was five or six years ago. Yeah. Jeez. So next, <laughs> next question is, this one is specifically for Craig. And this is from uh, one of our listeners, Eddie Dangerfield. And he wants to know, where do you hope to be in 20 years, Craig? <sighs> fucking hell, everything's a fucking chore yeah, for you, isn't it? fucking look into the future, can I? So I don't know. No, he's not asking you to predict it. He's asking where you'd like to be. Um, Sorry like about this, Eddie. Fucking hell, I know. <laughs> the house that I'm in, I'm hoping that you know, it might be nearly hands one day, like proper. Are you, uh, yeah. are you renting to buy, are you? No, just like maybe one day in the oh, future, okay. might somehow have oh. our own house. Oh, so not not that house specifically, just a house. No, well, hopefully this house that I'm in now. Oh is, right, it's a, it's a nice house, nice area. Yeah. So in twenty years, mate, you will be. Yeah. Uh, what will you? You'll be uh, sixty, sixty-five. No, you won't. You'll be you'll be uh, fifty five, won't you? Say if he'd you know. be sixty five, he's forty five now, and that's how old I'll be. Yeah, exactly. So. I was going to say, I'm getting it wrong. You'd <laughs> you'd be up there. That's it. Yeah. So fifty. Yeah, yeah you'd be about fifty five, Craig. So yeah. that's nice, mate. Would have been a little bit awkward if if you'd have said there. Uh, hopefully, I'll like I'll be with someone new, or <laughs> <laughs> would have got a little bit awkward then, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have said that anyway. <clears throat> wow. I wouldn't have said that. I know, that's what I'm saying, but it would have been awkward if you had of. No, I think I'd have asked you to cut it off. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate, it's gone over your head. Anyway, uh, yeah. what, do you think you still have your gardener in 20 years? Oh, yeah. Well, how old is he now, mate? Because it sounds like he's knocking on a bit as it is. <laughs> Let me just tell you something now, Leanne's here. She's been listening. All right, sound. So, okay, actually, I mean, that's... I mean, you can bloody ask Leanne this bloody gardening shit. No, I've already asked her. I've talked to it, mate. I talked to Leanne anyway, so we've had that discussion already. I know all the ins and outs of it. Uh, but she has actually asked a question herself here, mate. She wants to know, how much do you love me? Not me, but her. I did say joking after. She did say joking after. She put LOL joke with a kiss. But we'll, we'll, it's on the list because we didn't get that many questions. I was going to give you answer. I tell you this all the time. <laughs> 
So nice to me. I get this, I get this questionnaire every day, and it's the same answer every day. Don't get it every day. Do. So anyway, yeah. Craig, Craig, I, I'm asking you about the garden, and anyway, specifically, roughly, how old is he now? I don't know. How old is he? Oh God, um, late forties, early fifties. All right, so he's going to be knocking on seventy in twenty years' time. Yeah, he might leave me alive. <laughs> 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 that sounds awful, Craig. You might not be able to bend over. Why do you need him to bend over? <laughs> to weed all that? Okay. Is that a euphemism? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So we got another. We got another question here. Let me just. Yeah. Okay. What makes? Well, I think. Yeah. Okay. This one's obviously for me, but this is off Clusterhead Tom, our friend Tom. He says, "What makes celebrating Canada Day special to you?" Um, <clears throat> What makes it special to me? I don't really know if that's the right way to say it, Tom, but uh, I actually like to wind up Canadians on Canada Day by uh, putting up my flag, the UK flag, because I know it annoys certain people. I actually got blocked by two people a few years ago for posting a photo of the Union Jack on Canada Day. Uh, some people didn't <laughs> find that too funny, which is a little bit annoying because up until 50-odd years ago, uh, the Canadian flag was, in fact, the British flag. Um, and I will say to any Canadians that get offended with my light-hearted humour, don't forget who's on your money. Um, <laughs> we still own you. No. <laughs> um, and there's another question for me. Um, if you could sing with any artist uh, alive or not, who would it be and what song would you sing? Um, that's such a tough question. That's from Brenda Joe. And that's such, I've answered this one before, to be honest, but uh, there's, a, there's a few different people. Like I'm going to go... I'm going to go with LFO, and the reason why I say that is because they actually offered for me to go on stage with them and sing if I could get to one of the shows, so it was actually a possibility at one point. Um, Devin has since passed away, um, so that's never going to happen now, um, although it would have been an absolute dream come true, and just the fact I was even asked would have been amazing to get up and sing one of their uh, lesser-known songs that I obviously know being a fan. Um, but other than that, it, w- it would probably be um, a cappella, um, obviously, with no music, with the Backstreet Boys, just to fit in with them singing, just for just for a f- just for fucking thirty seconds, just to fit in on one of the harmonies and just sing, it would be amazing to do that. Um, and then aside from that, you know, just people like Elton John and um, even John Lennon, you know, obviously no longer with us, but uh, there's just so many artists that I'd love to get up on stage with. I'd just love to be on stage. Basically, it's been fucking years since I've even been up there, so. And then the other question is, this one is brilliant. Have you ever played the game? This one's called, um, we're changing it up, so don't get all wound up if, you, if you've heard of it and don't want to play it. Um, in the UK, we call it um, Shag, Marry, Avoid. So that's where you pick three different people and you have to say who you'd marry, who you'd shag, and who you'd avoid. Obviously, to the, our US listeners, that shag means full sex, let's say. Um, but we're not going to play that. We're going to play a slightly different version, okay? And this version is uh, cohabit, switch, or kill. So, or not even or, switch and kill. So, basically, what this means is so um, I would ask Craig this question. Uh, so, cohabit means live with. Um, switch means whose life would you switch with if you'd have to have one of our lives? So, that being me, uh, Todd, and uh, uh, Scott. Um, and kill. Which one of us would you kill? So we're gonna we're gonna start with we're gonna start with Craig. So out of me, Todd, and Scott, who would you uh, 
who would you want to live with if you had to live with one of us? Now, don't pick me because I'm your best mate. Actually think about it and, and weigh it up in your mind and say who you, you, oh, you'd live I, with. I don't know how Todd lives. Cause, uh, well, no, this I'm is the gamble that you, you've got to take. If you could do, And when I say live with, I'm not talking about you know with the kids because obviously, you know, with that said, it might be a bit easier living with Scott because he doesn't have any kids. And if you haven't got kids, you might not want to live with someone else's kids. So, but if that's not the question. You'd live with just that one person. So, if you pick me, you'd just be with me. Now, bear in mind, I like to wind you up and make you weird concoctions of food and stuff like that um, oh, for my own entertainment. So, you'd still have to deal with all that. Um, you'd have to deal with me taking photos and filming videos of you for no reason. Um, <laughs> no, no, you can pick me if you want. I'm just, I'm letting you know what would still happen. Like that time when I set up the baby monitor on you for no reason at all, and then about an hour later, I was upstairs and said hi, Craig, and you just smiled and said hi back to me, like it was just the norm that I'd set up a, a camera on you. <laughs> um, obviously, you know Scott. Well, you know what Scott's like. So, <laughs> so very quickly, mate, because I don't want to drag this out. And then you've got to remember, so whoever you pick for that, it means you've got to switch lives with one of the other two, and then you've got to kill one of us as well. Right. Okay. So I'd say Todd. You're going to live with Todd? Yeah. Okay. So if you're at, and this is if you had to, so now you've got to switch lives with me or Scott. You have to switch with one of us. You. All right, so you're killing Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> you pr- surprise there. You've probably got all that planned out, haven't you, as well? How are you going to go through with it and stuff? <laughs> 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 all right, so Todd, you've got to answer the same questions, mate. Okay. So let's see. I, I think, geez, I think I would live, live with Craig, <laughs> too, because I, cause he pretty much just stays on himself, does his own thing, and like wouldn't bug me. Um, <laughs> I'd probably uh, switch lives with Gavin. <laughs> and I guess that leaves Scott as the, the default. Yeah, so, even though I love him to death. So, <laughs> like, you know. I mean, murder Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, um, if I had to live with someone, it would be Craig because I've spent the most time with Craig. And he's very neat. He's actually not that bad to, to live with in that sense because he's very neat and tidy. And I know Liam will vouch for this. I'm not saying he's the perfect house guest, but uh, he does clean up after himself. Um, he looks and he looks after, make sure everything's nice and neat. So I, I could deal with that. Um, I, I just have to make him leave the room when he farts. That would be my only <laughs> rule. Because I can't be... Don't I can't do that. I'm in your own house. No, but you do that here, don't you, when you come stay with me? You leave the room or you hold it in, don't you? Yeah, I don't. I just let it fly. Well, if it's just you and me on the bow, I will fart. Yeah, no, that's fine. If we're outside, it's free game. You can do that. That's no problem. But when you're inside, you either hold it in or leave the room. And and also, when he goes to the, the bathroom, um, he sits on the toilet, but he no longer sits on the seat. He just sits straight on the porcelain dish. Um, and that's because he's broken two toilet seats since he's been to Canada. Jeez. So that's a little unknown fact about Craig there. Um, wow. I, I put that I do down to the... It's not because of it. I'm not saying he breaks him because of his weight. It's nothing to do with that. He breaks him because of the way he side shifts when he needs to, when he's finished, basically. <laughs> he's side shifting on the seat, but he's pulling the seat with his arse and it's snapping at the hinges. So, um, so yeah, so just to save wow. that. And I haven't asked him to. He just does that. Again, that's really nice. You know, he no longer wants to break these things, so he just sits on the bowl. 
So, um, so yeah, I'd, I'd live with Craig. It is partially the weight as well. Um, because you know how heavy I am. Yeah, mate, but but bigger people sit on toilets all the time and don't break them. You you break them because you don't think about it. Because you shift around. Yeah, that's well, exactly what it is. Well, they shouldn't be made of plastic, then, should they? Well, I agree with you, but they are, mate. Anyway, we're getting off track here now. Uh, if I had to switch with someone, it would be Todd. And my reason for that is I've I've stayed in Maine a few times. It's a very nice um, uh, state. And, uh, it is nice here. Uh, out of, so I'm only left with him and, him and uh, Scott. And out of the jobs that they have to do, uh, Todd sounds more interesting. Scott sounds a little bit boring because he sat at the desk all day um, answering phones, and I wouldn't want to do that. So I'd probably go with that. Um, so I'd yeah I'd switch with the life of Todd, um, and I'd kill Scott. And it's not so much because it's default; it's just um, he's going through a midlife crisis, and I think um, I'd be doing him a favour at times. So there we go. So I'd kill Scott. So unfortunately, you'd be killed three times, Scott. <laughs> All three of us are killing Scott. <laughs> Fucking terrible, isn't it? Um, okay, so anyway, to wrap it up, <laughs> uh, we're going to have a Walters rant, if you've got one ready for us. Todd? I, I have a beauty ready for you. This is just a section to let everyone know. This is where Todd rants about something, and he's often right, yes. so go for it. Well, the rant I have today is close and near and dear to the heart because I'm getting ready to do a 17-hour road trip with oh, the family because um, I'm on two weeks of vacation. And uh, my rant is uh, what the traveling because obviously I'm going to be driving. And a lot of people ask, why don't you fly? Well, first of all, I don't fly because 10 years ago I had a heart attack and I had a, a nuclear dye test done on me where they took pictures of my heart and the nuclear dye stayed in my system. So now every time I try to go to an airport, I set off their nuclear alarms and they think I'm trying to smuggle a, a fucking bomb on a plane and I get <laughs> detained and questioned. So to avoid that, um, I'm driving. And uh, <laughs> my big rant that I have when I drive just people when you see people driving on a long road trip and they obviously got their families with them they're stressed already just let them drive you know i don't want to play leapfrog with some freaking ass hat that's smoking on his fucking douche flute uh passing me every five miles letting me pass him back just pick a lane pick a fucking speed put it on cruise control and do your thing man let me do mine so um <laughs> that, that's my that's basically my rant um it's going to be like the fucking griswolds uh, going across about six <laughs> states to Ohio. So if you see the uh, the car coming, get the fuck out of the way and just let me get from point A to point B. So that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get stuck underneath an 18-wheeler. Yeah, 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 hopefully not. Hopefully not. Oh, man. Oh, that's gonna be good anyway. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for you to get to go away with your family. That's that's gonna be awesome. Yes, yeah, so I get to visit my parents. I get to see my brother and sister-in-law, and my niece, and yeah, then we get to go down to Tennessee and rent a cabin and go see a bunch of shows down in Sevierville, Pigeon Forge area, and get to be entertained with that and see the mountains. So it's it's gonna be a great vacation. And if nothing else, I won't be at work for two weeks. So that's the biggest fucking bonus. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, my mum's down at the moment, and uh, we're talking about going back home next summer. Uh, for two weeks we'll, we'll say we're talking about it it's we are going to do it it's just nothing's booked yet so it's kind of hard to talk about it when nothing's booked so uh, but we are going to be going back to the uk so that's when i'll next see craig which will be fun um but yeah we've finished our episode so just want to remind everyone that we are on patreon now so if you want to help us out and donate what you can towards our show 
it would be very much appreciated. You just go to patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall, take you straight to our page. You can donate whatever you want. And a massive thank you to those that are already patrons of the podcast. Um, your money is going towards paying for uh, our website and our um, hosting fee as well that we have to pay uh, on SoundCloud. So thank you very much for your contributions. It's very, very much appreciated by all four of us. And uh, yeah, yes. this has been episode 99. Um, Scott has been missed by some of us. <laughs> but we're all three going to kill him, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> we do care enough about you, Scott. Next episode, you want him to be here. Yeah, well, we're hoping he will be here for episode 100, but we obviously... He will. Um, yeah, we'll make sure that he is. Not if I get like... Not if I get like um, oh, what's that name? What's the word? What you call someone... Oh, yeah. Assassinate? What is it? Fucking <laughs> hell. You're going to assassinate him. What's the, what's the person that does it? What's the job? Hitman. Hitman, yeah. Well, you're going to be a hitman, or you want somebody to take him out? What, what are you suggesting, mate? What? Get a hit, man, to take him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell okay, us how no. you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. I still can't believe we've done 99 <clears throat> episodes. It's unbelievable. The next one's episode 100, so please stay tuned. We're going to make it a giant, massive episode that could potentially be two hours or more long. Uh, so. Sweet. Yeah, so it's going to be excellent, guys. And uh, thank you to Todd and Craig for sticking with me and having a chat. All righty. Have a great night. See you later. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> See you later, lads. Yeah. Bye. Fucking Todd's already gone. Okay, now. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Say bye, nothing. <laughs> He's like, fuck this, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs>